This is episode number 127, Embracing the Uncertainties with Sarah McManel. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement regarding our virtual meetup, Courageous Conversations. This is something that we started a few weeks ago through Zoom, where every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time, we host a one-hour-long call for all of us within the community to connect and to learn more about each other and the individual journeys that we take within our lives. If you're interested in joining any of the upcoming calls, go ahead and leave us a message through our website, to which we'll respond with all the details where you can join and at what time. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Ads Podcast. Today's guest is someone that I was fortunate enough of meeting a couple days ago through the power of LinkedIn. Once again, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a broken record when it comes to how I meet some of the people because a lot of it has been through LinkedIn and different forms of social media, which brings me to the point that there is a positive side to social media. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, the power of connection and the access that we have to connect with different people of different backgrounds. Her name is Sarah McVannell. And I wanted to have her on the show to talk about her journey and experience, but also about this mindset uh, when it comes to failure and facing difficult circumstances in the time of this podcast being released um, and due to the circumstances that we're experiencing now, we're in rather unknown and uncertain times that we're experiencing as a world. So Sarah, I wanted to have you on the show to discuss all this with us, but Before we dive into the episode and the theme and the subject that we chose, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the audience, and that is answering the question of who are you, but beyond your profession and anything that people can find through your LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. but really at the core, who is Sarah? Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for having me on the show. Sarah is the kid who could never laugh at somebody when they fell down, scraped their knee, you know, made bombed when they made a joke. And I think that that's probably always been the thing that has led me to what I do now, which is a recognition expert. Um, there's probably never been a time that we need to focus on appreciation and uh, noticing and acknowledging our unsung heroes. Uh, mm. grocery store clerks, the people who work behind the scenes, not of course our frontline healthcare workers and also the people in supply chain who are getting that hand sanitizer and the people who manufacture masks and all of the folks in our world that um, allow us to function. And even in times where things are closing down and shutting down and we're holding, we're, we're, we're shifting our entire world on its axis, it seems every single day, there's so much opportunity to recognize and appreciate Mm -hmm. the extraordinary that's happening all around us. And what I'm 
I think maybe what I would say is my mission in my life, as well as of course raising two amazing humans, uh, <laughs> and they're pretty they're pretty cool uh, kids. So <laughs> yeah, and they're teenagers, and I love having teenagers. So that's that's always a good thing. Um, in addition to that, and being a really great spouse, I I want to help people fall back in love with work. And I do truly believe that we can love work and we can see um, joy and gratitude, um, despite the fact that a lot of people are not secure in their jobs and maybe temporarily laid off and may not be knowing what is happening in their business. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my hope is that uh, people feel a little bit filled up as a result of our conversation and mm-hmm. can manage all of the uncertainty that's happening all around them. How do you think a situation like this? changes the perspective when it comes to people who had secure jobs and salaries and had, in my opinion, almost guaranteed paychecks coming every two weeks. How do you think that changes their perspective? And if that's something that you might not be able to relate to due to your own experience or might be able to like, what, what changes really from, (laughs) from having that mindset where once upon a time, this was a given to now, Hey, all of a sudden this may have to be something that's earned. Oh, such a relevant question. Um, you and I are both speakers. We've had busy speaking calendars mm-hmm. that have been filled up. And I'm sure like me, all of a sudden over the space of a week or two, basically the spring was wiped out. So you mm-hmm. and I are experiencing this. And I think that that's probably true of a lot of people that they thought, oh, well, I have I have this, my contract is signed. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm this particular client. They're doing, or my company is doing very well. Our profit shares are up. We just landed another big client and everything can change in a moment. So I guess mm-hmm. part of what a lot of people are experiencing is that even when things seem fairly known and certain, there, things can change on a dime. And I'm, I will not be flippant with people and say, well, we, so we need to be more resilient as if the R word is going to just make everybody better. Oh, right. I just needed right. to remember to be more resilient. Um, because frankly, my husband and I were having a conversation over breakfast this morning. He's a teacher in Ontario right now. The teachers are off school and we're not sure when they're going back. And they're without a contract right now. They were just middle of striking before this happened. Mm-hmm. And my husband said to me, and I never thought he would say in his 18 years of teaching, you know, they could choose not to pay us if they wanted to, because that's within their legal right. I have always assumed that his paycheck we could rely on. So, but you know, we've seen other times where people felt they could rely on their pensions and a company has gone belly up and all of a sudden the pension they find out was not as secure. We've seen this before. We will sadly see this again where people have financial insecurity. Um, so I think it just goes back to, we all need to have a plan B mm-hmm. and we, we need to find a way of not assuming that other people or other systems are going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. so that we can manage and navigate our way through uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How do you personally create those windows of opportunity and possibility within the challenges that you've experienced and can maybe experiencing at the time? What do you do besides the daily reminder that, hey, I can do it, hey, it can be different? Is there anything else that comes to mind? Well, you shared such an important point around connection and mm-hmm. social connection through social media has been a huge factor. I have a, a 
closed Facebook, well, actually it's an open Facebook group, but we're very careful about who was in it called Great Happy People. Mm -hmm. And my very first thing was really encouraging people to support each other, encouraging people to share, what do you need help? Um, asking people who, who um, are inclined to have this message of hope, what do you do? How are you staying um, optimistic right now? What are you doing today or even this moment to be able to get through? So that's one of the things that I've been doing is really just loving up my community. Mm -hmm. um, from a business standpoint, there are, are virtual things that I have. I have a membership site. I have um, a couple of virtual programs. And I put feelers out there to the different cohorts of folks who those would fit. Mm -hmm. And one out of the three did people have an appetite to engage with and to work with me? Um, and so I think that that's part of, honestly, part of it is trial and error right now because life is so uncertain mm -hmm. and business is not normal. So having a few plan Bs up your sleeve and that's why they, you know, they were not my big revenue generator before. However, now they're keeping the lights on mm -hmm. and we're finding really creative. I'm finding creative ways of, of being able to, build community, build support, helping people when they actually have a little bit of time right now in a way that's manageable for them. Mm -hmm. I think what about you? What are you? What are you doing? Well, you know, I think what's happening for me is I've always operated from the beginner's mindset, regardless mm -hmm. of where the circumstances have been. And that's one of the things that I'm really proud of when it comes to just myself and my own self-worth and identity is mm -hmm. recognizing that strength. And so I think in this case, I, I don't think it's any different when it comes to the methodology that I'm using to gain business and, and be and put myself in similar situations that I was at when it came to the schools and the colleges and things like that. So keeping that beginner's mindset at all times, mm -hmm. as far that. as not even necessarily thinking, hey, if this were to crash, what can you do differently? But every single day, testing the unknown putting mm -hmm. yourself in situations where you may not have had any experience in and mm -hmm. trying to figure out. And I think it's a critical skill to practice. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a muscle. I firmly mm -hmm. believe that because you can engage it every single day and you can continue to practice it by just trying some other, some, something that you haven't done. I mean, mm -hmm. my, my mentors have even broken down to me, this concept as far as even trying to brush your teeth with the left hand mm, mm -hmm. just or, or sweeping instead of going with the right, going a little bit slower or left hand or backwards, just trying new things because I think there's so much beauty in unlearning some of our old habits mm -hmm. and old way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And thank you for that. I'm going to really um, keep that as one of my strategies through this difficult time. And I hadn't really thought about it that mm -hmm. way of the beginner's mindset and, um, and what a, what a gift this is to be able to look at your business, at your family, at your home, uh, really all the things in our world as new. And it's true. I mean, you know, right now in Ontario, all of the businesses are closed, Correct. restaurants, mm -hmm. bars, um, anything except a grocery store or a pharmacy, the schools are closed. I have never experienced this in my 43 years. Mm -hmm. um, so talk about a beginner's mindset mm -hmm. is how do we socialize in a new way? How do we stay connected and do that in a way that people won't get sick? How do we 
um, how do we dial in as a family and how that might be a wonderful gift right now when normally our teenagers are so busy with competitive sports and girlfriends and boyfriends and lots of different things. So mm -hmm. maybe this is this beginner's mindset will allow us to discover things that have always been there and they were so close to the surface. We were just distracted and busy and thought we knew we had all the pieces together that we were, we were missing that. Yeah. Um, so and thank I think, you for that. That's such a gift to me. Absolutely. And I think more than ever, this is the time where we can really understand what is important mm -hmm. and what actually requires our time versus previously when we had this quote unquote normal life, which to me, it's, it's, I don't acknowledge it from that point of view. And here's why the normal life that you had yesterday even though there might be some similarities between yesterday and today, it's still different. Mm -hmm. And every single day I think brings in its own abundance of possibilities and opportunities to explore. And it's actually, in my opinion, it's never the same. Mm -hmm. You never thought the same. You never did the same thing, the same exact way. Mm -hmm. Even the basic task, brushing your teeth. Yesterday you might've done it for three minutes. Well, today you had to do it for a minute because you had other things to do. Yeah. And tomorrow you may do it with, two minutes or 30 seconds yeah. or a different hand. So it's, I don't think any task is ever done in the same exact way. And I think if there's anything to learn from this opportunity in the circumstance that we're going through is that, you know, one of the things that I've heard is that people say, I wish you can just go back to normal. Mm. What is normal to begin with? What is Identify. normal? And was it that great anyway? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if this is the time that actually made you realize the importance of spending more time with your family, well, mm. can we be more grateful for it mm -hmm. for giving us that opportunity? Well, and, and to the point around people losing their work, their, their jobs, only 30% of North Americans are truly satisfied and engaged at work. Mm -hmm. So I know there's security needs and safety needs that we obviously need to meet. So right now, if people are without a job and they didn't have the safety net, then that's, that's a different situation altogether. For those folks who are going to get some temporary assistance, they've got savings, perhaps they've got a spouse who's still working and they can just simply cut back. Frankly, for us in Ontario, it's easy to cut back. There's nothing really to buy. Gifts of certificates to support local businesses and that sort of thing. But, you know, nobody's going out for dinner and great big, having big parties. So, you know, if we're shifting our lens to that, um, what might be possible now that wouldn't have been possible before? And, and a great example of that is if you didn't love your job before or you didn't feel valued, and here's a perfect example, the first second of trouble, you're the first one out the door. Maybe this is a great opportunity, as we, because we are going to rebound from this. This, this mm -hmm. will not be a pandemic for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. So now maybe you get a chance to pick what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to work for? Um, what type of work do you want to be doing that spends, that you spend most of your time doing? So if let's say you're an HR generalist and really you, you love teaching mm -hmm. and learning, so how do you pivot and you find a job in that specific space as opposed to just take the first HR generalist job that comes along? Mm -hmm. So I think it, it's an opportunity to invite as opposed to scarcity mindset that can so easily set in right now. Oh my God, I need a job. I can take the first thing that comes my way. Maybe a shift might be if I could have any job, if mm -hmm. I could work for any company, which companies are treating their employees the best, which companies are getting good publicity right now, which companies are closer to my home or more family friendly or has flexible work hours. Um, 
and then and then your restart into your next uh, position is is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we may not have done so otherwise because we thought we were so secure. To your point yeah. earlier, we thought we were so secure, and it turns out a lot of positions where we didn't think we were secure, uh, oh, that we thought were secure, are actually not that secure. So mm-hmm. you might as well find the job that you love and the company you love if you don't necessarily know if you're going to have it forever. Yeah. And I think that mindset can also be applied to so many other areas of life. Mm. And that is relationships. Yes. The relationships that we might have been in that weren't actually helping us grow and learn from, mm-hmm. but yet we felt that we had to continue with them due to the time that we already invested, the connection mm-hmm. that we already built that not letting the other person down and not feeling sorry, the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment that comes with you telling the other person, Hey, I no longer can be in this situation in this space that we're co-creating, mm-hmm. which brings me to this point that I wanted to explore with you at the beginning of it all. And in fact, something that we discussed prior to hitting the record button and that is failure mm-hmm. and, and failure mindset more so. Yeah. So one of the things that I've been curious and what this conversation help me realize and actually explore deeper or at least start the process of exploring is a, what is failure? Mm. And if failure is a temporary is a permanent state, then what is the truth behind the message of fall down seven times and get up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and such a great point because we've seen that, um, that, that, uh, quote or that expression. And yet how many of us have really internalized it? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, what fascinates me about failure is it was a completely circumstantial reason why I ended up getting interested in that topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all had failures in our life. Uh, we've all had things that haven't worked out, disappointments. We kind of accept that that's part of being human, although we accept it more, I think, in other people than we do ourselves. <laughs> you know, all that, that sort of thing. Um, one, and yet what I was trying to do a, a couple of years ago was interview people that I put on a pedestal and I saw them as great. Olympians, mm. Paralympians, 3M scholars, Everest climbers, award-winning journalists, and you know, the whole range of different really cool humans. And I wanted to write a book on greatness because my core brand is Frog, Forever Recognize Others' Greatness. So I wanted to write a really juicy, motivational book that would, you know, would fire me up, fire them up. So as I'm interviewing all these people about greatness, the only theme that arose in every single interview was how they strove for failure, how they weren't, they really weren't afraid of it. They, they embraced it. They saw it as part of their success. It was so intertwined with their success that they couldn't talk about success and greatness without talking about failure. Well, I have to tell you, this was extremely inconvenient for me because I didn't want to write a book on failure. So I still (laughs) wanted to write that book on greatness. The other side. So, you know, like persistence is one of my strengths that can be overused. So I started to write that book that I wanted to write and it was Mm -hmm. terrible. And so I put it away six months later, started to write it, put it away, finally came back and I went, okay, universe, I hear you. Clearly I'm having some kind of issue with failure and I don't want to write the book. I'm going to write the book, see what happens. And sure enough, the words just flew onto the page. And what I learned from interviewing amazing people who once I had on a pedestal is as soon as I realized that all of them have been through failure and that they were proud of it Mm -hmm. and that they could 
find our resourcefulness, this failure resilient mindset to, to push them towards failure as opposed to hold back in case they've failed like a lot of us do, all of a sudden I saw so much of them in me and in my journey and in my story. And I know that that's why I reached out to you because I just love your podcast. I love the whole concept that every single one of us knows we have odds and we can overcome them. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the main thing that I, that I learned is that they not only fell down seven times, got up eight, they, some of them fell down 1,693 times and got up, you know, and, and the getting up part is actually what fueled them. It's not the falling down part that they had to overcome. It's Mm -hmm. the, it's, it's the excited about the, about the coming up. And one Mm -hmm. of the Olympians that I interviewed, Heather Moise, she, she and her partner were the first female Canadian bobsledders. You won't like this because you're American. So we, we've, Finally well, one. You're assuming. <laughs> that, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you're right. I'm assuming. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's a Canadian stat, so that's why I assume. So mm-hmm. I apologize. I appreciate that you want all people to know. <laughs> you should have known that. They, um, they, they, her and her partner were the first two female Canadian bobsledders to win gold. And mm-hmm. it was. it seemed like it was a very hard thing to attain. They achieved it. And she achieved it with injuries when she had never done bobsledding before. She had only joined the sledding team six months before. Um, and actually, their, their very first Olympics, they, they didn't even put place on the podium. Her very last Olympics that she was in, so she did four Olympics, um, she, was, she came back at almost 40 years old and mm. came a few one hundredths of a second away from being on the podium again. And yet she didn't see that as a failure. She didn't see it as something that was a lack of success. She saw it as, hey, just this fourth Olympics, I just showed up to help the next generation of bobsledders be able to support into this world. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we can learn a lot about that at this current moment in time. If we're not so worried about what people think, the fact that I lost my job, or if I if I admit that it is tough being home with my kids all day long, and I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure what to do, I'm we're all feeling a little bit grouchy with each other. Mm-hmm. And if I'm allowed to say I didn't plan well for my savings, I didn't plan well, and that's not judge ourselves and judge each other, then I think we're, we're going to be able to get through this difficult time so much easier as opposed to what could happen, which is healthcare system, why aren't you more prepared? And family, why didn't you have a plan B better worked out? Which can be our tempting, right? We can be very tempted to put a lens of failure on things when in actual fact, and so much of our conversation so far has been um, about that beginner's mindset mm-hmm. is what if in fact this were giving us information about our life, this were life intel, life, professional life, personal life, so forth, that we needed. And if it weren't for this situation, it would have evaded us up to now. Mm-hmm. So that's just sort of another perspective, another layer of failure, honestly, that hadn't even come out until this whole pandemic situation arose and mm-hmm. conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Do you think we overprepare in life? Oh, what a great question. You're asking to overprepare. Um, Probably some of us are much more comfortable with mm-hmm. not having a plan than others. I, uh, my honest answer is that I think that there are some things we should plan really well for. Mm-hmm. Things that are, if we don't plan well for it, our, our family and our own health and well-being will be in jeopardy. 
We need mm -hmm. savings. Um, we need to stay in touch with our loved ones, um, even when we're busy. Uh, you know, so we need to plan those into our week. We need to be healthy, eating healthy food and working out regularly. We don't have to all be ready to enter a marathon, but we need to do those things. <laughs> some things like, you know, I, it's funny. You sometimes watch those adventure movies and you're like, how can those people be running all the time? Like, do they, do they normally run like 20 kilometers a day? Well, that's just the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly there's, I don't think I need to be ready to, um, you know, chase after abandoned, uh, a band, you know, a, a, a robber for the next, um, 20 kilometers. Mm -hmm. However, I do need my heart to be healthy enough that, if all of a sudden my kid were in trouble on the up, down the street, I could run to them and not be out of breath and I could get to them on time. Mm -hmm. So the, the, I don't know if it's over preparing so much as we need to strategically prepare so that we're not left really in jeopardy. And there, and there are some things that we don't, I, I truly believe the stats tell us we don't do a great job of preparing properly and finances is a big one. We, the consumer debt has never been higher. It's so easy to access consumer debt. Um, now, if somebody, if somebody goes bankrupt, it's like I can learn from that, I can bounce back. I'm not saying it needs to be a place of shame. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think we need to strive for failure to the point where we're putting ourselves and others at risk. Mm -hmm. But you're asking, very, you're asking a very risk averse person this question. <laughs> What's your, your take on this? I think to a degree we, we do, and I think over-preparing actually permits us from going into action. Mm. And so we, I, in my opinion, throughout my life, I used to plan out as much as I can. And what I've actually realized was that if I didn't have the whole map, whole how mapped out, very rarely did I go into action. And so mm. not having the whole how mapped out doesn't give me the chance to go into action. And then what clicked for me and what changed my mindset is a conversation I had with a good friend of mine. And she said, you don't need to know the whole how you just need to know where to start. Mm. The how actually reveals itself through action. If you think about it, how your life has worked, mm. it, this is my opinion, how my life has worked is the how revealed itself, the more that I started to do. And so really it's about the daily action. It's about the daily thought. It's about daily progression. And if there's anything that I think we can't, in my opinion, that we can't control in life, it is the outcome or the result. Mm. We think mm. that we can control it. We think that we can influence it to a degree where we can make it happen right now in this particular time and space. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's I think true. Yeah, I think we I think we're on the same page about this because really I, I think where your your wisdom and what I'm sharing intersects is that there's, um, we don't want to have things that stop us from being able to move forward. Mm -hmm. And your, you know, your experience, I think is such great advice is we have to just, we have to have enough insight and momentum to be able to keep moving forward. And, and my piece of the puzzle is you have to have enough security that something's not going to hold you back from being able to move forward. Mm -hmm. So if we have, if we plan a few basic things to keep our human needs met, Mm -hmm. then that frees us up to be able to do exactly what you're talking about. 
Mm -hmm. It's like I, you know, in my business, I can try a few different things and some of them not work because we have savings to fall back on. Mm -hmm. If I had zero savings, I think I'd be coming from a place of total fear and I'd be pushing, driving hard to have to try to bring in business because I actually would, you know, we wouldn't be able to feed our children. Mm -hmm. So it's that it's, it's having enough flexibility of mindset and also lifestyle that we're not locked in. Does mm-hmm. that resonate at all? It does. And the other thing that it makes me think of is, in my opinion, I think part of the self-motivation and, and inspiration that we receive, I think it very, very rarely comes from the time when we operate from a um, uh, tank completely full perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it always comes from yes. a either half full or just, bare, just, just enough to make you get going. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this beginner mindset in this particular analogy plays a big role because it, it just reminds us that, hey, we're not at E, but we might have 30 mm-hmm. to 40 miles to operate. So how do we continue? How do we get to maybe a quarter of a tank, half a tank, mm-hmm. and three quarters, but never to the full? Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, 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 from my perspective, whenever it was at, at a full, it, your your mind it just doesn't put you in the situations where it's like hey what what else is there to figure out about life yeah. what else is there to learn yeah. on growing and so i think mm-hmm. maintaining this mindset where hey it's a couple miles away from e to maybe a quarter and i have to keep going that's what actually i think helps us strive and achieve a lot of these goals and everything that we envision because it creates a sense of urgency within our minds Mm -hmm. to go after it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think you're, I mean, I, I'm so embrace that because in the continuous improvement lean world, this is one of the things that they talk about is the people who are closest to uh, who, to doing the work are the ones who know best how to make it better and how to improve Mm -hmm. as opposed to let's say leaders who are sit in a boardroom and oversee, let's say the high level books look okay. The number of clients we have looks okay. There it's, it stifles the need or desire or, or willingness to take risks and to innovate. And yet we talk a lot about innovation. We talk a lot about um, reinvention Mm-hmm. Uh, how re- how willing are organizations to reinvent unless they absolutely have to? So mm-hmm. this is a time where we're seeing lots of people uh, really demonstrating their values as an organization. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to give a break, break to my customers because they're struggling right now? Am I going to go out to my customers and say, hey, what do you need? We're willing to change things up. Are we ask, you know, are we willing to, because we bought, um, uh, insurance that allows us to have a business interruption insurance that we can keep our staff on, or are we laying everybody off? So, so this creativity and innovation, you're right. I, I totally agree with you. This is what I see in my coaching clients all the time is it's not when things are going well that, mm-hmm. that we're compelled to do something different and to try. It's when we're bumping up against barriers, obstacles, challenges, we can't keep going. Um, and, and we have to also be willing to be vulnerable enough that, um, that we can talk about that because some organizations are not embracing innovation right now. Some people are really feeling very paralyzed at the moment in their personal situations. Um, and so that, so, and maybe those folks are more close to E or they're seeing it from an E as, and not the beginner's mindset. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because really that's where your beginner's mindset comes in is, oh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm at 30% a tank. I mm-hmm. wonder what 50% will look like. Exactly. You know, or where I wonder, wow, I'm already at 30%. The solution focused approach is I'm, I'm at 30. Wow. I could be at five or 10 or 20, but I'm at 30. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at all the, all the gas I have in my tank. What do I want to do with it? Do I want to stay at 30? Do I want to go to 40? What would be, what's the difference between 30 and 40? It allows mm-hmm. us to kind of innovate and think differently. Um, and, it, and it really requires that mindset and the desire to do so. Mm-hmm. I also think part of that possibility and window opportunity comes from you. And that is you as an individual. You have to be able to accept the fact that you can do it and that you can see differently. So asking yourself the questions that you just posed as far as what would it look like to go from 30 to 40? Is there even a 40 to begin with? How can I get there? And what I've learned, especially from conversations that I had with individuals who are in moments of adversity or challenges, is that it, you have to give your perso- yourself the permission to think that you can, that you can see it. You may not know what that thing is. You may not know how you're going to get there, but you have to tell yourself that I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's through seeing of it, you actually develop that roadmap and a plan for how to go about it in attaining the resources or whoever else that you may have to speak with in order to Mm -hmm. make that thing come true. So if you're in moments, and I'm I'm experiencing this through conversations with some of the people that I know, if you're in moments that, let's say the individual is, is about to become homeless, well, what are some of the options that, yes, you may not have done before, or it may cross certain lines when it comes to shame, embarrassment, guilt that you may have to take in order to not experience that particular condition. Mm -hmm. So I think there are always options available to you. Mm -hmm. I think it's more so what are you personally willing to do and go through in order to attain those options and essentially buy yourself more time through which you can find better solutions to the circumstances that you may be experiencing. It's a great opportunity to be your own coach right now. Um, obviously the people who have a coach be using their coach wisely in this mm-hmm. time, but uh, Michael Bungay Stainer, who is a really, really uh, well-regarded coach internationally, he's, he's based out of here in Canada. Mm-hmm. He talks about um, rapid fire brainstorming. So what's the easiest thing I could do? What's the fastest thing? What's the bravest thing? What's the safest thing? And just ask you that question in a multitude of ways. It's really, it's the same question, which is ultimately it's what is possible. It just asking it from different vantage points allows us to, to come up with way more options. That beginner's mindset is where creativity lies. And, um, and out of some of those, those ideas, that's where we can decide where do we want to, what's that next step? Where do I want to go from here? And the answer may be, I need to just sit here right now. My next step is to be okay with not taking a next step. My next step may be something I've never thought about before. My next step may be going back to something that works that I I didn't have time for, or I I no longer do anymore. Mm -hmm. My next step could be, and you mentioned a couple of times how you've reached out to people. It's the human connection piece. My next step is to go back find, to go get some support, to go discuss how, how this is impacting other people as well. 
Mm -hmm. um, and to not isolate. We're physically isolating right now in crisis mode and pandemic to keep ourselves safe. Let's not socially mm -hmm. isolate. So, you know, there's so much that we can do. And this is the time when, if we are willing to step forward as leaders in our own lives, this is personal leadership territory here. Mm -hmm. um, if we're willing to step forward and, in, and not see that, that this is, this is a failure of our, of our world, of our communities, of our government, of our healthcare system, of, you know, of our, of, of our families, and that there's something possible from this. And we're, we're willing to keep asking that question. Then, then this is how we get up that eighth time. Mm -hmm. This is where there is, there is the, the, um, we don't get caught all of Brene Brown's research around shame and vulnerability when we are willing to be vulnerable, then we don't have to get stuck in that shame cycle. Mm -hmm. And, and we can get back up when we don't prejudge ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. Sarah, how do people connect with you? And what are some of the things that you have coming up that people can be a part of? Love that question. Thank you. Um, Greatnessmagnified.com. Lots and lots of really helpful free resources on there for folks who want to leverage recognition and appreciation during challenging times. It's available anytime, but particularly now more than ever. And um, I have a challenge for folks. Mm -hmm. And that is to recognize at least one person or one core group of unsung heroes or heroes who need it every single day. Text post something on Facebook, send a message out to somebody on LinkedIn, um, any of that. So that's my challenge. And uh, something cool that I'm up to right now is we're doing an accountability writing group. I'm writing a book. Um, and I thought if I'm going to write a book, I might as well have people join with me. Mm -hmm. So every morning from 8.30 to 10 Eastern Standard Time, we write together. We create an intention. We write uninterrupted for an hour, and then we debrief challenges. And it's moving twelve pretty cool people forward into momentum. And another group will be starting at the end of April. Mm, I love that. And you also mentioned how you had written a book, right? How do people find that? Four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So people can look for my name. It's uh, all the books are listed under um, Goodreads. Uh, they're all available on Amazon. So last name is McVanel, M-C, capital V-A-N-E-L. And uh, first book is Forever Recognize Others' Greatness, um, and which is the, the key uh, recognition book. Mm -hmm. um, second book is a workbook called The Frog Effect Workbook. So all the tools on how to recognize in times of strain as well as uh, everyday reality. Uh, third book was just a mini book on to help entrepreneurs in service-based businesses like ours. And then the last one is flip side of failing. Mm. So those are all uh, available. Any major retailers, they can also see them on my website. So people who like autograph copies prefer to buy it on my website. Mm -hmm. and one last question for you. How can people help yeah. you right now? Oh, thank you. I love that question. Um, you can help me by practicing recognition and helping people see the exponential power of recognition. As a recognition expert, when I started five years ago, people weren't asking for help with recognition and now they're starting to realize just how important and powerful it is. So just simply practice um, that and uh, more work abundantly will come my way as a recognition speaker and trainer because people will have experienced it during times of crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and take care of yourself and your family, be safe, uh, take all the precautions because, uh, we want the world with you in it on the other side of this.
Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Google, or Facebook so more people can find these inspiring and courageous stories. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.